Part 2 of the end of a species discussion on the rise of Skywalker. Fuck GameStop. Um, it's like over, and we've talked about it before, over the course of this trilogy, there's been a lot of hate and contention from a lot of people. And like, I was just enjoying Star Wars being Star Wars for him a lot. But like, eight, eight threw me for a loop because there was a lot of things that happened that I had to come, I had to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. Just as filmmaking happens, but it is it is what it is. Um, the only thing I'm still coming to terms with is like I don't feel that Luke necessarily behaved the way Luke would have behaved, and I've heard all of the sides to it. I've heard a lot of the sides, and it's still the one one of the hard ones for me to come to terms with. And I've almost teetered onto the other a couple of times. But whatever. I've watched I've watched your your struggle with this for a while, and it makes sense. It makes sense that you have a character that you've lived and died with for ages, and you know it's different from like a comic book. Like comic book characters almost get saturated with how much like if you're a Spider Man fan, there's like seven, eight, nine different versions of Spider Man. Some good, some bad, and the struggle is is there. But with Luke, there's one continuity for Luke. Yeah. And so if you followed that continuity from episode three where he was born to episode six where, you know, he was part of vanquishing the Emperor, etc., you have this image of where that line is going. Like, it, you, you draw a line, yeah. you know, starting from... Tatooine and buying two droids to with your uncle and yeah and like he and blowing it, it, up the first death star and he was even he he was just wanting to get off that planet he was like he was ready to go sign up and join the empire because like they would take him off that planet kind of mm-hmm. like han got off corellia by signing up with the empire he was about ready to do the same thing but he just happened to fall into the rebellion and got into that part so that was just better for him, but but yeah, he's following this journey with the Death Star. And when you see a line, and you think, "Oh, it's headed here," it's hard to uh, to picture that line bending in a different direction. Yeah, it right angled almost for me. Yeah, and so maybe we need more context into. What happened between episode six and episode seven as far as the Skywalker twins are concerned? Like, we got flashes of it, small flashes yeah. in Rise of Skywalker without a lot of context. It's just like training and, you know, montages now that they know that they can make people young through CGI. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it, it was I would, good. I would almost like to see it in either one, a book, or two, a video game. I think I would prefer it in a book just so that you're just giving us what happened. Yeah. Um, If it was a game, it would have to be something like massively on rails so that we don't go. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jedi Fallen Order was kind of like the story, like you didn't get like a choice of how you wanted to behave. Yeah. So like if they did it even relatively like that, I would be, I would be all right with it. But, um, yeah, it'd be it'd have to be it'd, it'd be a more 
choiceless kind of a thing and more of just like fighting through you know the story you might be onto something because if you take jedi fall in order and instead of making it cal cal Kestis, you make it luke scott like the adventures of luke skywalker between return six, of the jedi and seven yeah and force awakens maybe you can maybe even, a little post battlefront too well you can even satisfy woke culture by saying well you can be luke or, or you can be leia, leia. Like you, you have a built-in, you know, male-female contingent. Yeah. Um, and maybe you do it kind of like Resident Evil too, where like you play it this one as Luke, and it works this way. And if you play it as Leia, she's got like her own like kind of arc, but like they kind of crisscross. Yeah. And they scenes. did this. They did a similar thing in uh, well, not similar and not as well in Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah. Where you had the two different. Never played it, but sure. Well, th- it was the two different uh, protagonists, and they were also male, uh, female, male, female. But and they were twins. brother and sister. Oh, the, were they twins too? I believe so. I thought they were just brother and sister. But yeah, sure, why not? Um, and like, just your stories kind of crisscross, and you can interact with the next person. Like, you could have something like a decision you make as Luke affects what decision you can make as Leia. Like, yeah. You, like if you like in Resident Evil Two, like there's a locker you come to, and you can take both of the items in there, or you can take one and then leave the other one for the other person. Hmm. And like you know, you can affect like, oh, Luke went this way to handle this objective, so I Leia now has to go this way to handle this objective. Yeah. If whatever. you're listening, this one's free. If you if you make this video game now, if you want to drop off a check, um, <laughs> I won't. I won't yeah. like. Uh, yeah, we won't. Yeah, we won't say no to that. I won't say no. I'll yeah. say no to a check from anybody else. If we um, get if we get a check from EA, EA's got money to burn. Yeah, if we get a check from EA. You know who yeah. doesn't? You know who doesn't? Hilariously, <laughs> GameStop. Fuck GameStop, <laughs> but they really don't have money to burn. So no. like, if you guys decide to like make a video game, I don't think you could afford making a video game. But yeah, you know, so that, you don't have to pay me anything because you don't have money. But I f- I feel that this that episode nine would. Episode eight would benefit from from an Adventures of Luke Skywalker. Episode nine, I think, is good standing on its own, and we would need. I know there's a book I haven't read it, but for that happens between eight and nine. Um, I don't know if it governs this stuff with the Emperor or not, but I feel that this was a fitting conclusion to seven through nine. And I still, I'm, I'm still coming to terms with it for being a. Conclusion you know what? It's actually one. a good conclusion. Instead of instead of, if you look at it. One through nine, instead of looking at it as a conclusion to the Skywalker saga, it's a good conclusion to the Palpatine saga. Yeah. Like, if you look at... We can't... Uh, I just Senator can't, Palpatine... You can't bring him back after this. This yeah. has got to be the end. Yeah, this, the, is a, this, this is a wrap for for Sheev. And, um... Which is the it's Emperor Palpatine's first name. It's never mentioned in any of the movies, but it's... Like, that's what his name is. <sighs> Chief Palpatine. Yeah, if you if you write me, I'm gonna make fun of you <laughs> on our next. Like I have the mic, so yeah, that's his first name. But um, just the fact that you know you go from senator hiding in plain sight all this time to chancellor to emperor to dead emperor to weird ghost in the background puppeteer puppet master, and then he's gone. And then he's gone. So, I'm I'm coming to terms with it for a one through nine, which is good. Like it's it's nice to think on things sometimes, have some quiet moments, and and 
play out, like make connections in your head. So it's why a lot of the fun stuff of like making that connection of like what Anakin said of like keeping people from dying and then like finding Ben finishes his work and stuff. Yeah. It's this cross saga kind of thing. Um, but I, I feel that the movie was, was justice for a lot of, uh, a lot of characters. And I think it was, I think it was very, I think it was very well done. I, I enjoyed the hell of it. So I cried a lot through some stuff. So it was, it was well done. It gave not a lot, like I'm not crying a lot, but like, you know, <laughs> You emotionally tear up. It's like you you grew up with these characters. You feel like they're you know you know living these adventures with them. You've played them in video games and stuff yeah. like this. I just want to justify my tears. Is all. No, so. and and no, it's it's it's. <laughs> if anybody is a Star Wars fan and watched this movie and you didn't have moments where you were like. When you Chewie, know. when Chewie, like when I thought Chewie was dead, and I'm like, because I'm like, they're just killing off people. I'm like Lando's gonna die next. Lando, I'm like, uh, and and like Chewie's dead. I'm like, they fucking killed Chewie, God unceremoniously. Damn. Yeah, like God damn you. And then they brought him back. And I'm like, oh, but like, yeah, like I like when I saw that ship blow up, I was like, <gasps> it's like it's not it's like, like this. Yeah, not like that. Oh man! And then oh oh like my hatred like my dark side was rising up for for Ray during that point. And I'm like you killed Chewbacca, you bitch! <laughs> I don't give a fuck how many rocks you move. <laughs> Save what? Like so, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, but it's I'm 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 happy I'm 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 happy with it. I was happy with it. I don't know why a lot of people like hate on this movie for so much. You know what like, it you is. Have to, you have to get past a lot of. Like little little things, like little Earth problems of like the beginning pacing being kind of like breakneck of like bounce 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 bounce. I'm like they're trying to get you to some meat of some story. You, but here's so here's the thing, and this is this is outside of just people being haters. This is more of how people consume content, and when people feel invested in something and they feel a, a, a bit of ownership to it. Um, I feel like some people look at a movie and they see the movie that they thought they were going to get or they, the movie that they themselves would have made or the movie that they wanted to see instead of the movie that's in front of them. And so sometimes that happens. That You know what? That, that happens a lot with action movies, like especially... Movies that are just dumb action movies. And by that, I don't mean that they're stupid. I just mean that they are, first and foremost, like, you know, you have your transporters and your takens where it's, we, we don't have to worry too much about how thin the plot is. It's an excuse to blow stuff up. Yeah. Expendables and, is that way. It's yeah. like we have, we have to go and save How the, many the action hostages? heroes can we put in to say <laughs> their catchphrase, shoot something, and then come off frame? Yeah. And when you go to see that, I think you you've mentioned your your the Meg story. Like you I've know, mentioned it a couple of times. You know what movie you're going to get, yeah. so you enjoy it on that level. Yeah, you and, ad you adjust your viewing experience. Like not everything that you're going to walk into is Schindler's List or you know E. T. or Titanic or like it's not going to be like great emotional like you know dr drama whatever. Like sometimes a movie is like just a movie you know 
But so. with Star Wars, it's different because with Star Wars, that movie, like Rise of Skywalker, had a, a ton of great action beats, a ton of great comedy that wasn't gratuitous, a mm-hmm. ton of great emotional moments, closed out an entire saga. And I think with Star Wars, there's so many chefs in the audience. <laughs> that and, are telling you how to cook your yeah, TV. <laughs> and I feel like there's one chef that paid $6 billion to make this fucking stew. Yeah. <laughs> right? And that's the one that decides. Like, every if you ask a hundred different people, what would you have done with 7, 8, and 9? Before 7, 8, and 9 came out, you would have gotten probably 95, 96 different ideas. Maybe even, like, over a hundred. Who knows? Everybody would have had a, a way that they would have gone with it. And so when you sit down and watch episode seven, and then you sit down and watch episode eight, and then you sit down and watch episode nine, this is the view of this team. Yeah. And that's what you have to go on. You have to erase, you know, it's almost like unlearn what you have learned. Erase what you expected to happen. Erase what you expected for these characters to have done and just accept that this is the story they're telling you. And I think what happens with a lot of the hate is, and and I see it, I see where people go, it would have been great if this had happened. Well, that didn't happen. Yeah. It's not a matter of how you tell the story or what story you tell. It's a matter of of how is it presented, the story that you are telling. And this story made sense. There were some, like I agree with you that between seven, going into eight and going into nine, there are three different feels. Yeah. But for those of you who are purists, if you look at episode four, like if you go from A New Hope to Empire, completely different feel from Empire to Return of the Jedi, whoo, worlds apart in tone, uh, worlds apart in presentation. Even the music kind of has different beats to it where the same thing happens with the prequels. Um, Episode one has a, a specific feel to it. Episode two is completely different. Mm-hmm. Episode three just goes off the rails. But, you know, some and I think some people remember these movies, and I don't want to say with rose-colored glasses because there's nothing wrong with doing it, but they think everything was so uniform when it wasn't. And there's a there's a there's a method to that madness. There, I, I would I would agree with that. Um, that, but I also know that one, two, three, all all were filmed and responded and did things differently. They were all helmed primarily by one person who wrote the story and did everything and knew like at the beginning of one, he knew where he wanted to go. And he knew, like, at the end of three, like, I got to get to here. And then the same thing with four. Four even more so. I'd start it, I, I'm starting it here. I have this great big story that's too big for one movie, so we're going to cut it here. And then, like, if I get more, I get more. And then four, five, and six, like, even though tones and things change, it's all helmed by one guy. Well, who it's his five, was, five was written and directed by... I mean, I know there's. Don't get me wrong. Lucas was. Lucas George was, Lucas was the only person who's like, if he if if it, if he if, had gone up to Irvin Kirshner and said, L- L- "Listen, 
Look, Listen, <laughs> I'm going to hit you in the back of the head with a billy club we, if you don't do this. We put in Ewoks early, so you're going to put them in this <laughs> yeah, match. Exactly. There, there would have been Ewoks. I get it. But part of that tone difference was the the change in, the direction. change in directors, um, the change in storytelling. Um, change I, in technology. Cha- yeah. Advancements in technology. Um, the fact that... Uh, so for... For the the sequel trilogy, it's a lot of the same. But we had people that were helming this movie, and the, this is the the main problem that I I have come to try and deal with. Which maybe they're seeing it now, and they're like, okay, we need to take better precautions to what's going on. Is that I'm, I've made I'm, I mean I made this generalization to you before. Like Kevin Feige, who is like the you know, executive producer of all the Marvel Marvel stuff, Marvel everything. Everything goes through him. He's the guy that's in charge, and like he's the one that makes most of the like large creative decisions on characters and development and where they go and what they do. Kathleen Kennedy is that person over in Lucasfilm, and I just felt that. When they bought the rights to LucasArts in 2012, and then 2015 they had a movie come out, they started, they are like, we got to get a movie. So they had a movie, and they had a direction on where they wanted to go, and they wrote and directed that. And then it was like, it was great. Overall, like, I feel fans were like, it's a great movie, we're happy with it, we're happy to see Star Wars again. It's, it was still kind of like, a lot of the plot was a lot... You know, episode four ish. You know, yeah. but but most like, of it, most, most of, of it, plot. But like, we're 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 on board. Like, we're we're on on board with what's happening. Cut to eight. I feel like creative direction changed because they got a different director who also wrote, and he had a vision for where he wanted the movie to go. And not necessarily keeping to the ideals of where the previous seven movies had been, and he was like, "I'm gonna throw, I'm I'm gonna throw, you know, a wrench in the gearworks and kind of like take you to a place that didn't you didn't know you wanted to go, and you didn't think you would want to go, and it was almost I almost feel like it was a movie that was created for the sake of like." Like, we're turning things on its head just for the sake of turning some things on its head. Not necessarily because that's where we naturally feel the chain of events are going to go. But, like, we're trying to give... Like, people complained about Seven being so similar to Four. Well, this is going to be way different. And so, like, they make that huge turn. And then it kind of falls into this position of, like... Where a lot of it was like 50-50. Some people loved Last Jedi and some people hated Last Jedi. And it turned into this then when Rise of Skywalker came out to four different groups where like they either so they loved Last Jedi and they hated this movie, or they and then another group where they loved Last Jedi and they hated Rise of Sky and they loved Rise of Skywalker. Or they hated <laughs> The Last Jedi, loved Rise of Skywalker, or hated <laughs> Last Jedi and hated Rise of Skywalker. So, like, four different people that, like, they kind of did this thing to. And, like, it, not necessarily that it was a bad thing to kind of turn some stuff on its ear, but, like, I don't know that they necessarily, like, at the beginning when they were starting to film Seven, they should have had, okay, 
7, 8, and 9. At the beginning of 7, we know these characters, we know where this is, we want them to take this path, and at the end of 9, this is where everyone should be. Let's fill in the gaps. And I don't think that they did that from where they should have. Now, here's and a I, question. I, so think, I think things could have been more a, a bit smoother to go along and just have a more finite path on which they could have taken now the it took the path that it did which is uh, which is okay but it, it i i felt that i saw it in the filmmaking of where there were breaks in storyline just for the sake of breaking storyline stuff if it is your problem well i wouldn't say problem with eight because i know you you really liked eight as a movie i liked eight as a movie the problem the the but going does it stem with the Luke thing, or, or are there other stories? Because, and I'll tell you why I asked. Because for me, The Last Jedi followed a lot of the Empire Strikes Back plot. Straight down to the, hey, I want you to train me. No, I don't want to train you. You know, between Luke and, and Rey, the same kind of interaction that he had with Yoda. Uh, the once you do train... Let me show you how you failed with the dark side that Luke had. And in the interim, you're having the resistance being ever so slowly chased by the First Order, very similarly to how the Millennium Falcon was being chased down by the Empire throughout the right. the other side of, of, um, of Empire Strikes Back. But... Um, I get that there were story beats in there that, like uh, Vice Admiral Haldo, um, didn't the the fucking races that were like a lot of the the, the side plot stuff. Um, Benicio del Toro, for some reason, um, did not follow the the original formula. So and and there's... that that becomes my question: Is it like I know you have? a philosophical uh, struggle with the direction that Luke Skywalker took in The Last Jedi specifically. Yes. So, and that and that's where uh, um, um, most of it kind of ends <coughs> up, kind of ends up being, is that the, the, the whole thing that where Finn and, and Rose go to Cantabrite and do their whole side mission thing was... I, I feel as far as like trying to save the resistance, it it made it was a it's a long shot, but like they're trying to do something. Vice Admiral Holdo's withholding information from, you know, Poe's no long Poe was demoted, he's no longer a commander. Whatever. He's a captain, but he still like commands a lot of respect from the rest of the troops that they've got on the ship. Like, why are like why are we hiding our plans like let people like give people hope like because right now all they know is that like they're being they're on a transport and they're running out of fuel like that's all that they know right now so like why are we going to take this you know give some people hope like yeah we've got a plan it's in place you know this is what we're gonna do poe doesn't get what the plan is so he makes his own actions to try and save everybody because he doesn't feel that vice admiral Hold like the whole that whole plot of it though it ended up not working out and kind of being useless and oh, actually like 
viciously not working viciously out. not working out and it ended up causing like them to have the hacker benicio del toro like give them like hey you got ships that are probably trying to flee that thing going over to this planet over here and then like the first order taking notice of that and then causing some people to lose their lives it's it's a it's an it that's just storytelling there's nothing necessarily overtly wrong with that because there's also a similar plot of in episode five how different would it have turned out if Luke didn't go to Bespin to rescue them? Mm-hmm. Because Lan- mm-hmm. Lando didn't know, like, there's oh, they're setting a trap for someone named Skywalker. And like, Luke, and he's like, yeah, what up, blah, blah, blah. He still tries, like, they still are going to freeze Han. Lando's still going to try and break him out. The only caveat that might have been to that is that R2 is there, finds out that the hyperdrive is turned off and then gets them to light speed. But like, other than that, they might not have even had that kind of an issue because if Lando broke them out, they might've been able to get off world and off planet because they were gone. Yeah. And then they went back for Luke and then that's when the TIE fighters caught up to them. So they might've been able to get out without having any kind of an issue because, but like Luke was being brazen and, like, I'm going to win. Like, I can do this. You know, he can see himself saving people. Didn't you see me chop his head off in the tree? <laughs> and it's he be the same thing, right? He takes this. He takes those actions, but, like, they ultimately end up being futile and end up just costing him his hand, his lightsaber, you know, and a lot of other My stuff. My lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> so there's... It's kind of like an also like a parallel with that. Like if they didn't do this, stuff probably would have still worked out and probably worked out better. But like they took this action and this is what the result was. So like even then, I don't have a problem with it. Some of the major problems that I had with the movie were like the I call it the me and my wife call it the Disneyification of stuff, which is we introduce porgs now. Like anyone who doesn't know, the porgs are actually like the where they filmed. Um, Octo is uh, Skellig Michael in Ireland. They filmed during like a nesting season. There's birds all over the place. So in order to can- you know counter that, they CG'd in porgs over the top of all of these nesting birds on this island because they, by law, were not allowed to move them. So they were like, all right, well, we'll just make a space bird on top of it. Whatever. The porgs, like I felt Han would have been turning over in his grave if he wasn't atomized would be was when Chewie's letting all these birds nest in the wires of the Falcon, like chewing on stuff and slamming up against the windshield. And I'm like, this is just Disney needing to sell a plush. Like that's, you know, like to kids, like that's what this is. Like we introduced an animal so that mm-hmm. we can then sell a toy for it. And that's one thing. Don't forget that the, uh, the wires of the <laughs> Millennium Falcon were being chewed on in empire by, Minox, but yeah. that was much less intentional, and that's—I <clears throat> would also argue—that's probably a less cute creature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> considerably. I wouldn't buy a, a Minox pl- uh, plush. Well, they are. Well, I'd they, probably buy a Minox. Period, but not a plush. They Minox are available in Galaxy's Edge in the creature shop, the pet store. Just so you know, that's a thing. As a as a as a plush. I don't or? think it's a plush. I think it's in like a. I think you put a battery in it and you it flaps its wings. It flaps its wings and makes sound. Oh, it's a suction cup thing. It yeah, suctions that's up. What 
had suction cups for the inside like those, of your those, windshield. Those, those weird hands that you used to throw <laughs> and stick a, stick on the fucking wall. They're like the Garfields for your car, though. You put them in the gar. <clears throat> you, they suction cup on the inside of your car windshield. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So any okay. Anyway, I have to go to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, well, neither of us have been yet. Um, so that that was one of the things that I had a problem with. Um, there was a couple of points in acting where. <laughs> Ray deadpan says a line to Luke of like, we need you to come back to the resistance because Kylo Ren has come very strong in the dark side of the force and we need you to help us save the resistance. I'm like, wow, did we, is that the first take? Like, is that what, like, that's like, we're, we're out of film for today. Like we just got, just say, just say the line. She's not making any emotional inflection. She paid no attention to like, you know, commas or periods or punctuation of any kind. She just deadpan says this line, staring off into the distance. And I was like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> what was this? So, like, that was that was a, a thing. Like, a couple, there's a couple of places where a couple of lines are like that. But, like, I mean, Revenge of the Sith, that whole conversation between Padme and Anakin, like, was rough. But, like, you forgive that a little bit because they're just people. And I like the direct just the men. (laughs) Anyway. Um, but like it was I I don't see how the the chosen hero of the the rebellion who basically came in, blew up the Death Star, you know, got gave everyone enough time to evacuate off Echo Base, came back you know, is have been told to have killed, you know, the Emperor and Darth Vader, um, liber- like, was part of the uh, team that blew up the second Death Star, like, saved, you know, the free galaxy for all free peoples. Like, that guy who then trained his sister to be a Jedi, then started an academy where he raised his you know, his uh, nephew to be a Jedi and then, like, made a mistake in what happened. Like, how that guy got to that point. Like, like okay, so I made a mistake here. And, like, you're, I'm like, your dad murdered a bunch of children, you know, and, like, thought nothing of it, you know, at the time. Oh, there's still good in him. I sense it. I'm like, yeah, probably, but like, it's over <laughs> layers of dead bodies. <laughs> That's it's under a lot. So like, you've got to get through a lot of stuff. Like, he might be conflicted, but like, he sees that in a really old man, and old men are hard to change their ways. <laughs> like, really. Trust me on that one. And so, through all of that, he wants to redeem, like, his father. And like, you hope everyone wants you know their divorced parents to get back together and everything to be happy like everyone wants that thing Jesus. but like I, I know i'm going all kinds what of different a fucking allegory <laughs> like everyone wants the perfect family and this that my and dad killed my mom <laughs> but he sees that and then like he sees the possibility of where his nephew could go and instead of like taking the time to kind of like work through that like he's like i'm gonna go I'm gonna go murder this guy in the middle of the night, and then he's like, he's like, and just he made him, he made a mistake of activating his lightsaber, like standing over his nephew while he's sleeping, like yeah, but like then Kylo I would have been like, yo, I'm just watching you sleep. It's dark. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> 
there's but like then he takes this turn and like maybe we need to know more about their relationship like ben and luke's maybe he was very like abrasive and against the training we also need to know what kind of strings if if it was just snoke or what kind of strings the uh the The first order palpatine was pulling in the background even then yeah if he did pull the wool over his eyes and or like if the first order was recruiting and like like, there's a lot of stuff like that we need to know because like what we've been given i don't feel that that guy that i know has done all of this prior would be like I was responsible for making this decision standing over my nephew and then like everything got destroyed. So like, you know what? He gives the middle he flips two birds to the entire universe, goes and finds a a, a, a hole in the ground somewhere, like puts his X Wing's wing up as up as up as a door, and like that's it. That's the end of it. Done. Like he gets gaves up and that's where he is to die. Like, I don't, I, it's so hard for me to buy that. Like, it's so hard because there's no context yeah. for where it got, like how it got that. Like, there's a little bit, but there's, it's so hard for me to swallow that pill. Like, that's, that's where the whole thing hinges on is like, that's my, I, like, I come to terms with a lot of like general problems and walk through a lot of like other problems that I had with Last Jedi. But like overall, it was a movie that I enjoyed for the most part. I think Luke towards the end makes some of the best decisions that his character could have made given the circumstances. But I like it all hems from like, why would he make this decision at this point, which takes him down at this path? And that's like, I try and gather this whole thing of like, what he was talking about of like trying to like Ryan Johnson had a whole thing where he was talking about how Luke's story is supposed to be that he doesn't believe that the Jedi are necessary for everyone to kind of like, you know, work with and, and they're supposed to like be in part in charge of everyone's laws and they're supposed to be in charge of this and charge of that. And like, because it's the same thing as like, if you went down to the reality of, having Greek gods be a real thing and they come down and interact with the people, they're always going to go to these people, to the gods, to, like, look to see how they're supposed to govern their daily lives. And, like, because they're real people that they can walk up to and, like, talk to and get advice from. They're the King Solomons and so on and so forth. These people are the ones that obviously should be in charge. They have all the power and they're kind and gentle and this and that. Like, Luke was trying to say that... People need to go out and live their lives. They don't need to, like, worry about what the Jedi think and all these stories, whatever. The Jedi don't need to be a thing anymore. People need to live their lives. And if it ends up getting them killed, it ends up getting them killed. But, like, that's why the Jedi need to end. And I'm like, okay, like, I can kind of buy that. But, like, it all then comes back and teeters on, like, why would he start this school and then, like, make this decision to try and, like almost kill his nephew like it all comes back down to that for me of like it doesn't it uh, there's so much that just doesn't lock in so there's that's the uh, still over this whole series that's the one thing that i really have a problem with it's not the emperor coming back and how he came back or whatever like my like this is and this is just in my head my thought of how the emperor came back is that there's there's stories in the Darth Vader comic about the Emperor would disappear for weeks at a time because he would go into into you know wild space and then come back. 
and he didn't know Darth Vader didn't know where he was going or what he was doing. He was probably setting up trying to or trying to set up a cloning facility to like have clones of himself so that he could put himself into these like clones that he would have off on Exegol. And so that if he did die or was killed, he could move his consciousness into these bodies. Probably. So he was setting up, like, and this is just in my head, <laughs> like, he's setting up this cloning facility. It's not quite done yet. His second Death Star blows up. He's, his apprentice throws him down a, uh, an elevator shaft where he explodes with force power. And he has nowhere to go except these empty husks that are on Exegol. But they're imperfect because... I th- I'm pretty sure I don't remember exactly, but like cloning a force sensitive is much more difficult than cloning a regular person. You know, for me, it's 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 a lot simpler than that. This is a, a universe where using the force, you can do all sorts of weird shit. Uh-huh. So I, I'm comfortable as far as how the emperor came back as he just did. That's that's just what happened. But like, I'm saying, like, I, I wanted to reason it out in my head the same way I reasoned out, um, well, someone else reasoned out why Ray was just innately so good at everything. Like, there was a lot of complaints about Ray being a Mary Sue, which is a literary term for being someone who's just innately good at everything and is good and pure and perfect all the time, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I know we're starting to get Except stressed. for knowing who your parents are. <laughs> But I, but the the whole thing was like she's she's all oh, got all these force powers. She's able to face Kylo Ren in combat and win and what. And you know Kylo Ren's been training forever. I heard I read some something that said that Ray doesn't use a force power until Kylo Ren invades her mind and tries to make a connection in her mind through the force, and. At that point, she's able to resist and fight back with him. But it's because at that moment, they become the dyad in the Force. And Kylo Ren's not necessarily fighting Rey's abilities, but he's fighting his own abilities because they're sharing skills now. They've shared, they've like his experiences and knowledge and training has become her knowledge and training. And that's why she's able to. And, and in. These movies, and because I was always saying, I was like, we're going to have to see, because like the story's not over yet, we're going to have to see where stuff is going. And in 9, they kind of like, they would they give it the Dyad and the Force and this and that? I was like, makes sense. Perfect sense. Love it. Done. Accepted. Done. Like, I just, I need a little bit of justification to take it to that next level so that I can understand. Because I, I, I will follow you down any course of action, any rabbit hole, whatever. Establish your universe, and this is how things work. And as long as you don't deviate from that, I'm good. You can either introduce new stuff down the line, but like as long as like, you know, you exp- like everyone can have their own vampire mythos. This is the way vampires work in my universe. This is what they are. As you know, you don't stray from that. I'm good. <laughs> but like the second he's like, oh, because it's vampires and whatever. Like it just happened. I'm like, ah, now you're starting to lose me. <laughs> so like, oh, it's ma- it's magic. It's just a movie. Who cares? I'm like, no, I care. It's something that I've invested time, money, and effort into of like enjoying and participating. I've I've bought your goddamn plastic lightsabers. I want to know why this <laughs> happened. You know, so this, this might be a good question for our viewers that are. Um non-star non-haters of star wars so i want to have a conversation because um this is a long episode (laughs) well i'm you know what to be honest it's probably going to be a two-parter 
we're gonna split this. All right, it's, it's very likely. I don't know. Um, if we we'll, do, it's cool. we'll figure it out. But I really want to know what you guys thought of the sequel trilogy, Luke Skywalker plot arc, and if do you have the same um, misgivings, or is there some way that you've reasoned it out where it makes sense? What uh, how Luke got to that point? Let us know. Uh, you can uh, leave a comment on the YouTube side. Uh, I'm not sure if you can leave a comment on the podcast side. So if you're listening to this on the podcast side, head over to YouTube and leave a comment there. I think they can direct message you on the podcast side. It's very possible. I haven't looked into it because yeah. I'm lazy, and I've got. Or uh, you could direct message us at I am Tatooine Hermit, even though I hate that planet. Like I'm using it. It's an. You don't, it's you an, don't hate the planet. <laughs> You just don't see why it's so there. Yeah, all the time. I, it's and my username is more of an homage to Obi Wan. He's like one. He's one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Is my Obi Wan. One, well, my my favorite living character in Star Wars. There's a non like he died, didn't he? Well, my favorite <laughs> living being character. Okay. R2 being... Oh, R2's... You know, yeah, okay. My guy. Um, so, I'm at Tatooine Hermit on Instagram. You can send me a message, and then we can talk talking points or yeah. whatever. Um, I'm Zeus and letter N Jeff at uh, Twitter. And same. Go ahead. Send me a, a message or whatever. And if you leave a comment on the, uh, on the YouTube vid, we'll see where the conversation takes us. Yeah, it would be great. So it's uh, this and Star Wars is a thing. It's probably one of the most things I'm I'm most passionate about in general. Just you know, but like I'm passionate about a lot of things, and that's why I get kind of amped about this. If I said anything offensive, which I don't think I did, no, but, but probably no. I'm, you you would offend me before you offended any of these <laughs> fuckers out here. Um, we love you. This is even either part two. We love or part two and three. Or we part love, two, three, and four. We love our listeners. Yeah. They're all great. I love you all, fuckers. Um, <laughs> it's so an, It's an endearing fuckers. Yeah, very much so. Um, but yeah, this is probably going to be part two and three of our Star Wars 2019 debrief. And once again, the reason that we're doing this is because there was so much Star Wars in 2019. Yeah, this is, it was, there's it a was lot great. of us. There was so much Disney in 2019. Like, Disney... So much Disney, like they. You know, it's it's rare now for a Disney movie to not make a billion dollars. Like, if you look at everything that came out last year, everything made a billion dollars or more. That's that's impressive. So it's like, oh, of course, like Lion King, Aladdin, Endgame, Star Wars, like everything made a billion dollars. Like, how about tell, the uh, second him, Maleficent movie? How much did that make? Oh. I don't know. We'll look that up. Frozen 2 had made a billion dollars. Frozen 2 made a billion dollars before opening night. Like that <laughs> that was going to be my my brother has two girls and w- they started the trailer started and he instantly opened his wallet. Like he knew. <laughs> he knew it was No, the trailer the trailer started and then he felt his wallet disappear yeah, and like he was just I'm like I'm sitting vanishing. I'm sitting lower in the seat now. What happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> All this is gone. Through that, the force it went, it went 
it went away. You know, like Frozen, if they did like a Frozen franchise, it would be the Star Wars for, I don't want to say young girls, because really it's like for young people in general. Like, yeah. Like, and I, when I say young, I mean like under 10. Yeah. Like you have to go see Frozen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just saw that movie and like on dis- like December eighth or something I haven't like seen that. It yet. Is You've it never worth, seen it? Is it worth watching? It's not. It's not a bad movie compared like Frozen, to the first one. Oh, the second one. No, I just saw the first one. Oh, you just saw the first one. Yeah, I the just, first. The first I have one two was, nieces. I, I saw the first one many many times. So I saw the first one like just you know December eighth of this of twenty nineteen. Like I was like, oh, that was. I was like, oh, I don't see what, like why Let It Go was on the radio like. 13 times in a row <laughs> but because but like but like I, I was like it's it was because uh, elsa sang it and adina menzel is awesome that's so. that's pretty much why but i was like oh this is a decent disney disney movie if you were a seven-year-old girl and you had that same experience i be... i liked the do you want to make a snowman song better i like that song better ah Kristen bell yeah. if you're not watching if you have not watched the good place go watch the good place good show um on that note you have our socials. We've talked about Rise of Skywalker. We did a postmortem on that's such a horrible term on the sequel trilogy and how it is awesome. It's awesome if you say anything else. I'll you know do bad things to you. Um, <laughs> and we asked for feedback. Check off all the how to be a podcaster things. Check check like, check. Like and subscribe to End of a Species. Click the bell to get notifications when we post a new episode or video. And all of that. Yeah. And so we will very likely see you again when we have another episode. Um, We still have so much more Star Wars to go over, among other things. So we will see you next time for End of a Species. I'm Jeff. And I'm Adam. And we are Audi. Audi. Nah. Let's do that I don't, again. I don't own one of those yet. No, no, fuck that. No, we, we could do that so much better. I'm Jeff. And I'm Adam. Adam.